0: This is A Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work. Here is Christina Mendonca. Hi, everyone. This is A Fresh Agenda, where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonca. Welcome to this little spot in the digital universe. So glad to have you here for a while. I'm excited for you to hear from our guest today, Travis Fox. He is a clinical hypnotherapist with doctorates in psychology and hypnotherapy. He's had an interesting life, but his program, which is called The Architect of Being, is all about helping people break through their own barriers to have the life they want and deserve. He is super high energy too, which is perfect. You're gonna feel blasted when the conversation is done. Some interviews are just like that. Just like an amusement park ride, you just have to kind of strap in and take it all in. And he's definitely one of those interviews. So one of the barriers that Travis tackles is something I think we can all relate to at one time or another in our lives. And that is feeling angry or irritable. It can be a barrier to your success personally or professionally if you feel taken advantage of or overloaded or unappreciated. But interestingly, this feeling has little to do with what has been done to you and more to do with the situations that you allow to develop. I heard a lecture recently with a guy named Jordan Peterson. He's a Canadian professor, a clinical psychologist, and he wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life. It is a great book, definitely would suggest you pick it up. But the lecture he delivered had to do with two personality traits of conscientiousness and agreeableness and how, in combination, those traits can lead to an anger barrier. So conscientiousness is that get it done at all costs personality. You want something done well and efficiently? You give it to a conscientious person. They do very well in hierarchical structures, and they don't let anything in their personal life obstruct the task. High achievers are very conscientious. The agreeable person, that's the consensus builder, the people pleaser, someone willing to give second and third chances, a non-complainer. This is the person that consistently says, no problem, I'll get it done, no problem, I got it done, when you ask them to do anything. And it takes both of these kinds of people to rule the world, of course. Not, one is not better than the other. And most of us are not purely one or the other. The problem arises when the two traits are in conflict. Jordan Peterson likes to say that if you want to exploit someone, pick a middle aged woman because they tend to be both very conscientious and very agreeable. They will get it done. They will not complain. They will not ask for anything. And they're highly productive. You don't hear from them much as a boss. However, I guarantee you, they're pissed (laughs) because you simply cannot maintain those two traits in balance. At some point, one of the plates you're jungling is going to fall or you're gonna wanna wring someone's neck. So I've witnessed this several times, and it's why whenever I feel anger or irritation start to rise up, I immediately realize it's my fault I feel that way. I am supplanting my own feelings, my own desires in order not to make waves. So if you're angry or irritated, it's your own fault. That's what many thought leaders in psychology will tell you as well. One quick fun story to hammer home the point before we talk to Travis. I heard this in another lecture, so it's not original, I'm stealing it. Vivian, I'm gonna tell you a story about Vivian. She wanted some new uh, curtains, some new shades, because her living room faces West, it's hard to watch TV in the afternoon with the sun beaming in. So she sees an ad for a new company offering a great deal. She calls them, talks to a lovely young woman who sends her husband over to take measurements. This young couple is starting a business and they convince Vivian to get the electric shades. She does, and the man takes measurements and leaves. Eight weeks later, they call and say, well, we used your money to finish someone else's job, but now we have the money from another customer to finish your job. And they set a date for install. Vivian's taken back a little bit, taken aback, but she really likes this couple. She wants them to do well, so she agrees to the date. They come and install, and guess what? The shades are six inches too long. Vivian takes a breath and says, It's okay, let's just get them trimmed up. She even offers to pay a bit more money because she knows the couple's really trying hard to get their business going and she's already invested all this energy and time picking them out and money. So they send a third person over to take the shades down for trimming. He arrives and he has the use of one arm. Since he was in an accident, it's in a sling and so he just is taking them down with the other arm. So Vivian's watching him up on a ladder in her house, scared to death. He's going to fall and kill himself in her house. However, he managed to get all the shades down. And she reminds him that one of the windows is a different size. And he assures her he got all the measurements right. Well, a week later, he calls. His voice is meek and humble. And he tells her that um, they accidentally took four inches too much off one of the panels. But uh, can he come over and hang them anyway? So what would you do at this point? Would you lose your mind? I'm thinking I would. But Vivian laughs. She laughs because she realizes that she has known that this is going to turn out this way since the very beginning. There has been constant evidence that this was not going to end well. So what makes you unwilling to pull away from a bad situation, whether it's with a friend or in business or in a love relationship? What makes you unwilling to speak up There are paths that will lead us to places that we don't wanna be. So how do you get off that path? You may not find the answer during this next interview, but you will hear some options and some ideas on how one person teaches others to move past all kinds of barriers, anger included. But before we get to him, I wanna tell you quickly about some good friends of mine at New Age Ariel. New Age Aerial brings you beautiful vistas, breathtaking overviews, and an understanding of how lit things look from above. From movies to commercial photography and video, the drone team at New Age Aerial can get you the shots you need for a fraction of the cost of hiring a pilot and plane. These guys are experienced flyers. Government agencies trust them during big crises. They can even send up a drone with guided monitoring from an engineer on the ground to get exactly the photos and video needed. They're artists in the sky, getting those unforgettable and scenic shots that open movies and thrill at the beginning of large business presentations. If you need any aerial photography, you simply have to call New Age Aerial. They're Absolutely fantastic. And you will really like Dave. Great guy. Fred as well. New Age Ariel. Definitely check them out. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Travis Fox. Now, Travis is fully committed to fulfilling his lifelong mission of training 1 million architects of being. That's what his program is called, Architect of Being through the proprietary architects and training system. He teaches people how to wake yourself up from the hypnosis of the mind to rediscover your purpose in life, your personal journey. And if you watch some of his presentations, you'll see they're very highly produced. And there's a good reason for that. Because Travis, before he, he started doing this, he had another life. He's an Emmy award-winning producer. He's been featured on many television broadcasts such as, uh, well, ABC's One Life to Live the golf channel, PBS. He has lived a few lives, which he'll talk about before taking on the work that he's been doing for almost three decades now. So for the past 28 years, Travis has been a highly sought after public speaker. He's a three-time published author, a one-to-one consultant with thousands of hosted events, including hundreds of corporate and exclusive mastermind workshops around the globe. He's a fascinating guy. So you're really going to enjoy this interview. Let's talk to Dr. Travis Fox. Joining me now is Dr. Travis Fox. And uh, Dr. Fox, glad you're with us today. I've been watching your videos and very interested in, in how you do what you do. Tell me a little bit about your background.
1: Well, you know, the funny thing is uh, I've been doing it for 28 years officially as of next month uh, in November. I will be officially turning up 48 years old. Uh, so I started my journey when I was 19 years old. And my journey started very, uh, not unlike most people, very haphazardly. Uh, when I was five, my father wanted me to be a professional golfer, so he put a golf club in my hand. And by the time I was uh, a young teenager, I was a scratch golfer, and my life was planned out for me. I was going to be on the PGA Tour. That was what the deal was. Well, you, as we all know, there's the great thing that says, you know, there's your plans and there's God's plans, and yours don't matter. And I got a real good dose of that at a very young age, and I beautifully was introduced to my calling because I became what we call proverbial head case. I became so obsessed with being. Perfect, which nobody on, I'm sure, in your broadcast has ever suffered from that. I'm the only one on the planet. I became so obsessed with being perfect in a game that is imperfect, not unlike life, that I literally had a psych breakdown. I literally could not get in front of the uh, the ball and strike. And so I went to the psychology department and said, can you guys help me kind of fix my head? Because I've got to get this figured out. My dad's not going to be really happy with me, yada, yada, yada. Long story long, they really wanted to move into more of a Freudian uh, model, a psychoanalysis, and even a gestalt sequence with me. And I said, well, that's really great, guys. I'd love to analyze my parents right now, but I'm really interested in how I can hit this ball down the fairway or my life's going to take an altered moment. And that changed everything for me. I met my mentor, um, Dr. Neves, who spent, I spent 15 years underneath uh, his tutelage. And what really happened is I woken to what my heart really wanted versus what my head had been programmed to be. And so part of what architected being is all about is truly waking up to understand that who you think you are and who you think you're supposed to be and who you're told to be and what your heart really wants for your journey here where you're here on planet Earth tend to be very opposite. But that's because we don't really understand how the anatomics of our brain, both consciously and subconsciously, really work. And more importantly, how to let our heart out without all the fears and the judgments and the self-judgments. And the inhibitions and the self-limiting belief structures that we, A, am, are, uh, we've been receiving through what I call osmosis, hypnosis, but more importantly, that we impose upon ourselves and we do it every day and we're not aware of it. And that's what this last 28-year journey has been for us. It's inviting people to wake themselves up to who they really are versus who they think they are or who they've been told to be.
0: What was that that pivot moment for you that you thought, okay, this is working for me but I also think it can work for other people and, and I can help them on that journey.
1: Oh, great question. You know, that would, that's a very easy answer for me. It happened literally uh, two years into my, my tra- retraining, as I call it. Uh, I was around 21 years old and I was really kind of doing my practicum. I was doing, you know, one-to-one sequences. i would started doing some small lectures you know, Rotary Club, et cetera, et cetera, just to kind of just per- perpetuate the message of, is it possible that who we think we are and who we are might be in a different space, even though we're contained in the same body? And there was a moment, and I remember this clearly, and it was in Southern California, where I stood in front of a very small group, it was about 30 people, and I watched the group literally go from, we don't, there's nothing you're gonna say, young man, that's gonna impress us, to these people were literally in tears going, we've been waiting our whole life for someone to finally just tell us that it's okay to be ourselves, which shocked me. I have to be candid with you. It shocked me because that was, I didn't think that was really gonna happen. But it hit me so hard that every ounce of my being, uh, I mean, you know, you can call this deja vu, you can call it coincidence, you can call the heebie-jeebies, you can call it the tingle-spinies, whatever you want to call it. My entire being what I have, what I call, I have an emotional orgasm. And I, I know that sounds really odd to the listeners because it's, you're like, what, what the hell is Travis talking about? What I'm talking about is my entire being was so related and I had so much bliss that every part of my being, I felt so alive, so connected. And I'd never experienced that before, Christina. It, it blew my mind. I said, that's it. That's the feeling I want to exist in for the rest of my journeys here on planet Earth because it feels right And when you feel that feeling, and I know you've all felt it in some form or another, but when you really feel that feeling and you know how to cultivate that feeling and apply that to your own self, to your intimate relationships, to your kids, to your business world, and ultimately to anybody you meet as you travel around here on planet Earth, it really changes your experience and ultimately your priorities of what am I really going to do when I start looking at how much time I have and more importantly, how much time I don't have left here on planet earth. And that was that pivotal moment. And since 21, I've been on that track ever since and uh, spent all of my time in that space.
0: Well, I know that feeling you're talking about. It's that perfect alignment between, okay, my my skills have come together with my purpose and I see it working. I see it in action. Tell me about your method. I talked a little bit about it in the introduction. So, you know, artists use different mediums and your medium in in part is hypnosis. Talk to me about how you use that.
1: Yeah, and actually it's a reverse model. So uh, in my latest book called Architect That, uh, Building Your Business by Leading From the Bottom Up, it's a reverse model. And so part of my background, since my background was a PhD in psychology with a second doctorate in clinical hypnotherapy. And that was what was really interesting to me because I had learned that, you know, I, I can make conscious change, so to speak, but we all know everybody makes New Year's resolutions and they fail. And that's because we're not really at the belief structure level. And more importantly, we're not at the emotional being level because we learn in emotional states. That's how we we actually store our entire memories and our experiences. And so for me, the subconscious became uber fascinating. But the challenge was for this. I had discovered I was trained, excellently trained, one of the best in the business at the time to be the best hypnotist in the world. That was going to be my homage to my mentor. Only to discover, which you ask what was my pivotal moment. The second pivotal moment came a mere nine years later when I was 30. And the story of that is my youngest son, my third child, was born and he's autistic. And I had zero training, Christina, for that. All of my training, all of Dr. Fox, and I'm quoting my fingers as I say that because it was a I ultimately learned it was a character I had created in my head of who thought I thought Dr. Fox was supposed to be. He was well polished, he was put together, radio television, clients, practices speaking all over the world, yada yada yada. And yet when it came to the most simple of, of connections with my youngest autistic son, I was dumbfounded. I literally had no idea how to do it. And he ultimately became my my greatest teacher. And from that perspective, um, it shifted. And I realized that people were already hypnotized, that I had never hypnotized anybody in the world. The illusion was me, that I was actually doing it to somebody else. The truth is, Christina, everyone's already hypnotized. The best hypnotist on the planet is not myself or any other hypnotherapist you've ever met. It's you. You are the best hypnotist because you're with you 24 hours a day and you are constantly bombarding yourself with your auto hypnosis, internal dialogue, language, which most of that is done, and we call the four pillar stage, which is mother, father, religion, and state, at the imprint part of our being, which is zero to eight years old. And that subconscious structure plays out time and time again in our personal aspects, our business relationships, our own habits, our way we treat ourselves. And there's an old saying that says if you actually had friends um, that talk to you the way you talk to yourself, well, you wouldn't have any friends. So that really began the, the true point where Architect the Dean and its entire training series and uh, through the entire process was time out. We've got this all wrong. We don't use hypnosis, Christina, at all. Quite the opposite. We invite people to show them how they're using hypnosis against themselves to keep themselves in a uh, what's called cyclical habituation, which is a really fancy way of saying cycles and habits, because that's what the subconscious mind is built to do. So we show, we use hypnosis in the complete reverse. We don't hypnotize anybody, and we even come from a space to say, you know what, Christina, we don't even have any answers for you. But what we do have is a 28-year-old system that's done tens of thousands of people on a step-by-step basis to help you wake yourself up from who you thought you were, who you thought you were supposed to be, to truly discover what your passion and purpose is on the inside and then create your life from the inside out, from your being first and your mind second.
0: You know, I, I would like people to, um, uh, discover architect of being for themselves, but I would like you to give me a little bit more of an idea of what it entails. Is it, uh, what's the difference between hypnotherapy and teaching someone, uh, coping skills and meditation? I mean, those all sound very similar and all ways that we sure. kind of cope with whatever is happening in our lives. Give me some, some idea of how the method works.
1: Super questions. Excellent questions and very, very common ones. Thank you. So, first of all, hypnotherapy implies one, it's therapeutic, right, in and of itself all right, that's fair. But two, hypnotherapy implies that, for example, if you come to me and say, Travis, I want to do hypnosis for blank. Let's call it sports performance or uh, letting go some fear of anxiety. It implies that I am doing something for you. Now, a good quality hypnotherapist is going to say, no, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, which it is. And then they're going to run through a series of either guided imagery techniques or run through a series of techniques that get to the subconscious to allow that belief structure to be repivoted because we can change belief structures. However, in meditation, as you know, meditation is the art of one sitting still, dropping into the exact same brain wave, which is theta wave, T-H-E-T-A, theta wave. The difference is, it is the observance of our thoughts at the conscious level, and somewhat at the subconscious level, of how the randomness of our mind goes, and the be going to what we call the observer and the observed, where I'm stepping back and I'm watching my mind randomly do thoughts, and all of your viewers Uh, And listeners can do this right now. Imagine right now you're listening to us both talking right now. But even as you're listening to us, I promise you, you've had thoughts that have nothing to do with what we're talking about. You wanted off off about the groceries or an appointment you need to do or the traffic maybe you're sitting in or what the kids might be doing. And yet you're supposedly being present. Meditation is the art of learning to be present, even in the observance of your thoughts without participation. So hypnotherapy and, and, and meditation do have very, very distinct differences. And the third one, we don't teach coping skills. We teach you to own your life because it is your life. We start with the thing we call the noble truth. And the noble truth is none of us, no matter where I've traveled around this world, and I've done it three times and complete, none of us are going to get off this planet alive. The question is, are we truly living the life we want to live? And I'm not talking about uh, heebie-jeebie materialism. I'm talking about truest, deepest passions of what do I really, really want to crave and experience while I'm here. And most of us put ourselves in what I call the hypnotic prison. We hypnotize ourselves to rationalize, justify, excuse, limit, what we can and cannot do under some guides of what we call self-hypnosis. We're putting ourselves into a hypnotic state and then we play it out over and over again. So those are just a couple of major big distinctions. And coping skills are just coping. We don't want you to cope. We want you to thrive because you are an amazing being. You came from wherever you believe you came and you're going to lead to wherever you believe you're going to go. And so you have this beautiful journey here on, on planet Earth where you can truly experience and create what you want to create if you're willing to let your heart, your truest passions go out. And this will relate all the way back to the great pharaohs of Egypt. And mm-hmm. when they when – they, I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you do, but maybe your, your listeners don't. I was in Egypt last year, and one of the things I got to learn is when the pharaohs got embalmed, they, you know, they would take, the, uh, obviously, all the organs out and put them in the jars for the pharaoh's next journey. But what they did with the mind was really interesting. They would crack the back of the skull, and they would push the brain forward and literally pull the brains out of the nose of the pharaoh. And the only thing, Christina, they left in the body was the heart. And they felt that the heart guided the pharaoh in this life and the heart would guide in the next life. So you have to start to begin to wonder, well, if the heart is truly where we're at, then how come we're spending so much time on on our mind and then wondering why we're not actually living the life we want or creating the changes we want? Or most importantly, how come we're not deeply, passionately in love as we should be all the time, because even in our marriages, sometimes we don't even love it as much as we could or allow ourselves to be, we start playing psychological games with each other. And that makes no sense. So to being is actually a step-by-step process where you own your life, wake yourself up and understand what's happening to the conscious, the subconscious and the emotional level and truly create belief structures that fit where you really want to go.
0: Wow. Um, so in your, yeah, I, almost three dec- <laughs> I know it's, it is, I mean, all the, there's there so many questions that are forming in my head, but you know, what, that. In the sure. almost three decades that you've been doing this, has yeah. anything changed with with humans and self limiting behavior? Have the reasons changed? Have the has the anxiety level changed? Has anything changed?
1: Oh my gosh, you're great questions, man. I'm man, I'm going to do your show again. You're fantastic. Thank you. Yes, my answer is absolutely yes. I'll, and I'll answer them in reverse. I think anxiety has gone up. I think pressure has gone up, and that becomes from the uh, the the duality of. We're now more connected than we've ever been on a global scale. Technology has allowed us to speak to anyone in the world, any anytime, any place, any hour, and that's great. The converse of that is we get bombarded with 10x, 20x, 30x information daily than when back when you and I were probably growing up, I'm probably the older one here, so I'll speak for myself, but back in the late 70s and early 80s when we were growing up where you only had X amount of information input sources. You had your local schools, your local area, and maybe the television, you know, for, you know your, your local and national news. Now, we are bombarded from the moment you wake up and you touch your mobile device, your, your laptop, your, your pad, whatever you're using, you're slammed with so much information that we get in this super competitive state that I'm not good enough, I'm never going to catch up, I'm never going to do everything I want to do, da 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 So one, I found that the anxiety and the stress has gone up, and the competitive level with keeping up with the proverbial Joneses has gone up at infinite. Conversely, the basic style of who we are as anatomy, as a human, is pretty much consistent. Our belief structures are the same structure, our inability to change because of the conscious uh, uh, outside-in process, meaning we try to change from outside-in, New Year's resolutions being the lowest-hanging fruit. And I'll give you an example at the end of this, uh, this interview if you want, but your your listeners can actually go see how your mind will actually mess with you. Um, we call it mind foxing. It's a lot of fun. Um, and just see r- real world how we try to change from outside in and that doesn't work. So in and of itself, our anatomy is pretty much the same. The same things, you know, the great pharaohs were dealing with or, or all the great cultures have dealt with before. We're pretty much dealing with the same. The difference is now we put so much pressure on ourselves because of connectivity that we're actually not, we're not, I think that people are having a harder and harder time struggling with and ultimately, and that's the one I struggle um, with most as far as how many people come at with this is Christina, Travis, I don't know my passion. I don't know what my purpose is here and I don't want my passion. is. Now the purpose one has been around for a long, long time as far as humans are concerned, but the passion one has really come out where you have every opportunity to be passionate in today's world because of all the great things you can create. Yet, ironically, in the dualistic conversion of that, people are going, I don't know what I'm passionate about because there's so many different things out there now. I don't know what really turns me on anymore. And instead of going after and really diving in, I find most people are putting themselves back into a state of sleep. They're going back into their, their standard patterns, and they're just staying in their little box because it's a it quote, unquote, feels safer. And that's the observance we found, especially over the last – realistically over the last 10 years, harder.
0: Yeah, you know, I talk to a lot of young women, uh, a lot of aspiring journalists or, or young women, and they'll say, I don't know exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life. Or maybe they're they're halfway into journalism and they want to make a pivot out of it and they want to do something else. I don't know what to do with my life. And I wonder if some of that self-limiting behavior comes not only as it did for your and my generation from, you know, parents' expectations or friends' expectations, but also, also you're right. That world of social media, there, so, there are so many expectations that you're going to to be a millionaire by the time you're 25 that you're gonna <laughs> achieve you know everything you ever wanted to achieve in life by the, by the age of 30 and if you don't, you're a failure.
1: Correct. It, it, it's funny you should say that and, I, and I'll dovetail right off of that. Yeah, we just did an event in Puerto Vallada a month ago from one of our architecting your, uh, your dreams week. And it's one of our events that we do um, a couple times a year where people can come and they spend that entire week and we actually break it down. And one gentleman came in there and he was the ripe age of 33, Christina, ripe age of 33. I've got kids that age. And he said to me, he goes, you know what my my challenge was, Trav? I said, tell me. He goes, well, I had already achieved everything I'd wanted to achieve by I was 30. And I looked at him and and all of us looked at each other and looked at the group and I said, really? I go, that's fascinating. I go, what are you here for? He goes, because I ended up having a brain tumor and realized I hadn't even started to really experience what I really wanted. And he went through that experience, and that brought him here. But the I, the, the whole idea of that I've already lived my entire life by the time I'm 25 is completely insane um, from that perspective. I understand where the pressure comes from. And also, too, I think the dovetail off of that from the social media, media at large, just bombardment of information is how do I decipher – What's in alignment with myself and my heart? And ultimately, how do I determine what's real information, what nots real information for? And I think that puts people in a lot of state of instability. I don't know what I can count on. I don't know what truth is because we look at truth as an external thing as opposed to if I develop my own truth. Then you start to understand when you get that information, if it doesn't align, now all of a sudden instead am taking this on and getting myself into a state of confusion or anxiety or fear. I know whether it works for me or not, regardless if it works for someone else. I'm not talking about rebellion or just being rebellious. I'm talking about true alignment because when we can't decipher what the truth is, then we always feel lost. And when you feel lost, you're going to feel anxious and you're not going to be able to make decisions. Relationships get very unstable, and you also become an emotional basket case. I know. I used to be one. So, maybe great head coaches because I used to be a head case. So I get it.
0: Wow. So, what what is I mean, for people who are listening? Um, what well, you have a lot of great information coming at them, and I'm going to encourage them to go and look more into into your methods. Um, but what would be the first step? What would be? I mean, if you could if you could give our listeners yeah. something to kind of uh, grasp onto as the first step to take a look at their own life and and how they might make a pivot. Yeah,
1: great thing. So let's do two things. One here's here's what's going to happen, listeners. I want you to know and see how easily we create habits and then once we create a habit we don't really pay attention. We're going to start with something that's a lot of fun. So all of us brush our teeth generally once or twice a day. Let's say that you're going to brush your teeth before you go to bed tonight. Now if you're I'm going to assume that if if you're right-handed then this will will make sense from the right hand. If you're left-handed just switch it. So whatever hand is your dominant hand you're probably going to brush your teeth the same way you always do. You have a kind of a pattern. So if you really want to show how quickly Your mind will actually stop you from creating a new pattern. I want you in the middle of what you're brushing your teeth. I want you to switch it to your other hand, your non-dominant hand. And I want you just to observe how many objections you get in your head. It's gonna be hilarious. First of all, you're gonna feel completely uncoordinated, which is gonna bring up a whole series of voices in your head. And secondly, you're gonna probably gag yourself three or four times, because you don't have the efficiency that you do with your dominant hand. And then thirdly, I want you to notice that when you finally, after you get done watching all of the voices in your head object to this, that when you put it back in your dominant hand, watch how the voice is quiet. Now, I'm not talking voices from schizophrenic. You're not schizophrenic. It's just the different personality parts of what we call guardians. These are things that happen when we have trauma and fracture, meaning we have a traumatic experience emotionally and we fracture off and we create a personality or a part of our personality so that we don't feel that pain again. And that creates those different types of spaces. Example, who who I am as a father, who I am as a husband, who I am as a son, who I am as a teacher, who I am as a student are all different parts of my personality and they present differently. And those are based on, in part, some of our trauma and fracture and also what we create and want and desire. So the, the brushing your teeth exercise is a great way at a very, very simplistic level to show how your mind will object to change and how easily it will put you back to sleep once you go into the pattern, i.e. when you put it into your dominant hand, your voice will go quiet. You'll actually feel a sense of relief, Christina. You'll go, ah, okay, everything feels normal again, quote, end quote. So that's the first thing I want you to observe. Second thing, as far as starting your journey with Architect to Be, there's a couple of quick paths you can do. One, obviously, at the risk of sounding redundant, like we just said a moment ago, you can obviously follow us on social media. It's not rocket science. It's at Travis Fox 360 across every platform. Pick one, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. But I think the easiest one is the the risk of sounding promotional. So listeners, forgive me because I'm I'm not seeking to be that, but it is truly the easiest way, I think, is you can go order our book, uh, Architect That. And it's building your brand by leading from the bottom up. Now, when I talk about brand, I don't mean business per se. I mean your brand of you, of you, who you are as a person, because you as a person is a brand, but also applies to your business. And this is the same model we've been teaching for the last 20 years to all of our corporate clients of building your business by leading from the bottom up. And it's a double entendre of, well, instead of having the top-down model, I'm the CEO, I'm the chairman, and everyone works for me and what we call the, you know, the, the, the pyramid model, the triangle model, it's the reverse. It flips it up on its end and says, at the bottom of the triangle is you, Mr. or Mrs. CEO, you, Mr. Or Mr. Chairman of the board, and you, Mr. Or Mr. entrepreneur or on, online entrepreneur. You're the bottom, and your job is to empower people to be at their best being because that's truly how we make something scale and replicate as opposed to you just have a job, you just come here mindlessly, you participate, you get a paycheck, and you go home. It truly empowers people, and it, does, it gives you the first five steps of architect being in specificity, walks you through it, explains the who, where, when, and what, how it works, what your conscious mind's doing, the seven rules of the conscious mind, how the subconscious creates belief structures, and how you as a team can walk through and truly unlimit yourselves and move as a beautiful movement where as a a pyramid model, meaning the CEO down has a top, and it only has a top. And once you reach the top, there's no else to go. Ours is the complete reverse. If the CEO is at the bottom, if you actually made your hands like a V, as that that scales and replicates, it truly is blue sky. It's ad infinite and unlimited. And it's a completely different business model for scale and replicating your brand, your life, and ultimately your business. So I'd say those are the first two places I've started. The social media, see if we jam with you, if it aligns with your spirit, or start with the book.
0: Excellent. Okay, so is the goal to become um, either oblivious to change, or to to surf change like a wave, or to to make change in your own life? Uh, what is what is the ultimate goal? Yeah. Great
1: question. So our mission statement, architect Bean, is to train one million architects before I leave the planet. You know, and I'm, as I told you, I'm turning 48 next month. So I've got, hopefully, God willing, I've got a couple ways years lots before of time. that happens. But our mission, <laughs> yeah, that's the rumor, right? That's, that's one of the first self-illusions that I have time, huh? Because uh, none of us know when we're actually going to leave the planet. But nonetheless. Um, invite you to live your life presently and be here now. So our mission statement at Architect to Bean is to train 1 million architects and leave that legacy behind. But it's more importantly, create the change in your life. Be the force that is creating the change because you're driving it from what you truly want to feel and experience next. We're so busy being in our, our quote unquote daily r- uh, routine, our habits that we kind of tend not to be present. I mean, even now as the listeners are listening, ask yourself this question, how much of your day have you gone through on autopilot? You drive to work the same way. Maybe your coffee the same way. You have the same outfits you wear. You know your daily routine. And there's a, a, a humdrum, um, a monotony that goes along with us that kind of keeps us in that self-hypnosis, whereas what do you really want to feel? What do you want to feel? What do you want to feel like every moment? Because we're emotional creatures, and we're so programmed not to feel anymore, Christina. We're told we've got to be logical. We've got to be rational. We've got to make decisions. That's great. Those are all palatable, but what drives all of that is the emotion that drives those decisions because the illusion is that you're actually making the decision. The decisions are made way down at the emotional and subconscious level before they ever reach your conscious mind. So we illusion ourselves that we're quote unquote making decisions, but we feel them instinctually first. So why not go the other way? Why don't I say, you know what, Christina, when well, we hang out, we go to lunch, I want to have a great time. I want to be happy. I want to be enjoyable with you. And I'm not talking about fake or rah rah I'm talking about truly being happy and being in that space and start with that and then allow our conversation to expand and go with what I call to the magic. Allow it to be if you're happy and I'm happy, who knows where that's going to go, but I'm willing to find out and take the adventure. And what that invites you is life becomes an adventure because guess what, boys and girls? None of us are going to get out of this life alive. Not going to happen. So why not truly enjoy your experience here? It doesn't have to be pain and laborious and be uh, fight and uh, grit all the time. Those things may happen, and there's value in that. But there's also a time to go, wait a minute. If I'm only going to be here for 80 years, doesn't it seem completely insane not to at least enjoy some of it? to truly be present and create the change as opposed to allowing change to happen to you because then you feel like a leaf in the wind. When you feel like a leaf in the wind, you get lost, you get anxiety, anxiety, you get desperate. You do all these other things that the human condition does, whereas you don't have to be that. Instead of being a human being, how about you decide to be being human and see how that changes your life?
0: And it's such a better place to live. It is such a better place to live. So um, I ask, uh, the one question I ask every one of my guests, and I'll ask you now, what do you do to maintain your creativity? What is that well that you go to that replenishes you so that you're able to do what you do?
1: Yeah, simple answer. Great question. And ironically, the answer is going to be very, very simple. I practice uh, what I preach proverbially. I am literally in my passion all the time. I question everything. If it doesn't line up with you know the million architects and inviting people to wake themselves up to their, to their true selves and their truest journey, I don't do it. I literally don't. I don't care if it's an investment opportunity or if it's a speaking engagement or it's an opportunity to write a new program or book. If it doesn't fit in that space, I've learned by, at 48 years old now, I've learned by quote unquote, going offline, maybe going out of alignment and walking myself into another brick wall doing the same thing like oh gosh I did it again Travis how many times it can take your head to beat your head against the wall I've learned by that method that when I'm not in alignment with my passion when I don't get up every morning and go what do I want to create feel today what do I want to feel to create today and if it doesn't sit with that passion don't do it why because somewhere down the road you're going to you're going to end up going gosh darn it I should have listened to myself I should have stayed in my heart and so for me I get up every day I make sure I'm in my passion. Everything that I do is going to align with that up to including, you know, coming here and and being on your show is right in line because I got to feel your heart. I know what your mission is about. I went, that's someone I want to hang out with. She's going to go down the passionate road with me and her listeners most likely will as well. Let's go. And so for me, it's always about what is my truest, deepest passion. And even if that passion were to ever change, which it does modify itself, one of the other things I do is I surround myself with people who are on the passionate walk themselves. I don't care what business model you're in. I don't care what relationship you are in. I don't care what gender you're in, socioeconomic, socioeconomic, demographic None of that matters to me. We're all pink on the inside period. And we're all getting out the planet the same. We know act three for the film of every person whose life story is being told is going to end the same. They left the planet and they're gone. Simple. That being said, people who choose to live their life truly in their passion, whatever that is, I have surrounded myself and been so blessed by being around great other great architects, not unlike yourself, who are truly saying, I'm willing to make the difference. Even if it bucks the system, even if people think I'm bananas, even if it doesn't make all the money I think I'm supposed to make, but I'm going to truly live my life happy and in peace and, most importantly, in passion. Because if I only get one shot at doing this, to live any other way is self-imposed masochism and self-imposed hypnosis, and the most thing – the only person that's going to regret it is you. And guess what? You don't get do-overs, kids. So let's go live it out loud because why not now? That's what I do. So,
0: okay, I want you to talk to me before – you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. but I, you, you get me going. I can go for a while. So I, listeners, please know I just firehosed you. I'm so, I'm so sorry I do that, but I'm not sorry because I want you guys to really feel it. I want you jumping out of your seats in your cars, your houses, wherever you are. Listen to Christina again because she's making a difference, which is why I'm on her show. I turn down a lot of shows because they just want to do sensationalism, and she's kicking butt. This is the type of stuff that we need to continue to push into the market of going, wait a minute. You don't have to do that anymore. Those days are over. Let it go. There's a step-by-step way to truly do it where you can do it at your pace, own your own life, and walk it out. And better yet, here's the great invitation. Listeners, heads up. The next generation, your kids, right now, this is the best time to teach them to live their life from their heart and from their passion because they can truly create. What a better gift than you can give to the next generation is to invite them to be present now. Not when they're 48 years old or 58 years old, and then they come back and they go, gosh, darn it, I need to do a do-over, I need to start over. Not that that's bad, but why not start at five? Why not start at seven? Why not start at 12 when we need it the most? And that's when we're getting imprinted to truly create habits that will last the rest of our journey, our life. That's the invitation. I'd like you guys to listen to Christine on and ultimately do for yourself.
0: Fantastic, all right. I hear you are taking us on a trip for your birthday. Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am. So, you know, I, I, people ask me all the time, well Travis, you know, that sounds really great. You're a great motivational speaker, a great teacher, but do you really do it? Yeah, I really do. I, I do travel all over the world. I do it all the time. I travel with my wife and my entire architect team, my architect and counsel team, we do that. But from time to time, uh, I often do things that are pretty much out there uh, just because people think I'm nuts anyways, because I'm like, but you can do it. You know, I'm, I, grew up in a, I grew up in a trailer park. It wasn't like I grew up with a silver spoon in my, house, my mouth. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. And so for this year, I got invited to the, what I call the adventure of my lifetime. It is a bus list adventure. Uh, I got invited to go over to the Great Migration, which I'll be leaving in just about a week and change to, uh, to go to the, the Serengeti and watch the Great Migration, the true circle of life. And then for my 48th birthday, literally, I start on my birthday we are going to summit Kilimanjaro and we're making a film out of this. Now I want to qualify this listeners. I'm not a professional hiker. I'm not a professional uh, mountain climber. I have zero training in it. The only training I've been doing is for the last couple of weeks when I started my altitude training, but it's from zero to 19,000 feet in six days and we're making a whole film and the whole film is, what do we really want and what are we waiting for? And it's an entire journey to watch. And we're using the mountain, which is a great reflective metaphor to say, look, these are all the things you're going to go through on your journey. And the journey isn't just to get to the top. And that's the people, what people don't get, Christian. Getting to the top is not the end point. It's only the halfway point because you're either going to come down the other side of that mountain and go to the next one, or you're going to come back down the way you came. So what if we actually use this as a metaphor? So I'm actually going to be summoning Kilimanjaro and because of my golf background and the, and the years in golf and what golf has been for me as a personal journey, we're actually taking two seven irons with us and we're going to hit three golf balls from the top of the world at the Kilimanjaro. That's all going to be filmed as a part of it as well. And that's to say, Hey, look, we finally made it to the top of the golf world. Check it out and have some fun with it, but it's a great film and we'll be releasing it. And that film will be, uh, It'll be free for everybody. It doesn't have a uh, doesn't have a monetary compensation process, process to it. It's a great invitation that we invite people to all the time. Called look, it's time to wake up and architect your being. Remember, you're a being that happens to be being human. You're not a human being. And once you click into that, there's no going back. There's no putting yourself back to sleep. But from there, the journey begins. And for us, this this year, we're actually going and in, in many Kilimanjaro. So it's gonna be a fun one. we are be really doing social media posts from the parts that we can because there's parts in Africa and the mountain that don't have cell signal. I know that sounds odd in today's technical world, but they actually don't have it. So uh, those are a couple days we won't do it, but the days we will be doing it. So if you want to follow us, it's at uh, Travis Fox 360 across all the platforms, and then the film will come out and we'll release that in the uh, 2019 uh, early part, uh, right around January, I believe is the release date. So that's what we're gonna do. So at 48 years old, we're gonna take on a whole new venture and we're gonna summit the Kilimanjaro, one of the seven uh, major peaks of the world. That's it. It's my birthday. Get to my cell phone.
0: Oh, Dr. Travis Fox, architect of being, fantastic interview. And thank you for spending this time with us.
1: Oh, no, no. The pleasure is mine. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Keep reaching out. Keep listening to shows like this. Keep pushing out, guys and gals, because this is how it's going to make a difference. Remember, it's us. The illusion of us and them has always been an illusion. It's just us. Stick together. Love one another. Remember, no one gets out alive, so live your butt off.
0: Our thanks to Travis Fox, architect of Bing. You can Google him and find him everywhere. Find his books where all good books are sold. And also check out travisfox.net for more information on his program. Uh, Before we let you go, I want to tell you about New Age Design, love these guys. New Age Design, web design, development with a purpose, ambition, analytics. If you need digital marketing, you need design, SEO, SEM, Google Analytics set up, they can do that. They'll get you all set up with the web hosting and they know all the key technologies. New Age Design staff has spent decades managing various UX and web marketing projects for large corporations, giving them the opportunity to work with the most talented digital agencies in the world. They can certainly help you. Check them out at newagedesigns.com. When you reach out, use the code FRESHAGENDA. They'll take great care of you. And don't forget about New Age Aerial, too, if you need drone footage of anything and everything. Those guys are fantastic as well. Again, Fresh Agenda is the promo code to get you the very best deal with New Age Designs or New Age Aerial. All right, and please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me through my website at christinamendanza.com. You can also hear me weekdays, 5 a.m. until 9 a.m. with Dan Mitchinson on the KFBK Morning News, 1530 a.m., 93.1 FM, or worldwide on your iHeartRadio app. Thanks again so much for being here. This has been A Fresh Agenda. We'll talk to you next time. Let's stay connected. This is A Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.